Welcome everyone to the Latinx Pop Lab Happy Hour with your hosts, Sam Ceballos and Ana Gutierrez. Today we will be speaking with Dr. Frederick Luis Aldama, aka Professor Latinx. Oh my goodness, so excited to be here and also for our inaugural, for your inaugural Latinx Pop Lab Happy Hour. Um, so excited. We're super excited too. This has been a semester in the making and to finally be able to to put something out there is really, really exciting. So how have you been? Oh gosh, um, <clears throat> you know, finally, you know, recharged some of the batteries over the break, but then, you know, caught a little bit off guard with all of the, you know, the polar vortex here and the atmospheric rivers there and the this and that. And my goodness, um, all the travel... Yeah. travel kind of congestion problems around the country but um yeah that aside i would say yeah really good yeah it's been it's been crazy with the weather and who knows what's coming for us hopefully better better days for everybody hopefully we're not going to get one of those big freezes there in oh. texas that caught us off guard no i don't think we could handle that again <laughs> <laughs> i like the cold but i don't like it that cold yeah no. i like it when it's on my terms so, you know, when it's like, I know it's going to be cold. So like a little trip up to the mountains to go sledding or something where you kind of pull out the gloves and the hats. But I, I hate the cold when it's not, you know, it's not on my terms. Anna, did you want to kick us off? Sure. Sure, Dr. Aldama. Um, one of our questions is, what is the Latinx pop flag? Like, how long has it been active? You know, what are your goals and your plans for? What is it that students need to know about it? Oh, the Latinx Pop Lab. Well, let's see. So we we actually started programming uh, in and around the Latinx Pop Lab over a year ago now, um, right, Sam? And we, mm -hmm. you know, we started doing a bunch of stuff, the collaboratory event um, where we bring a... Uh, an artist, a uh, creative of color to UT from, you know, elsewhere in the country and host them, um, pairing them with, you know, folks that are here in UT that are also creatives. In the fall of 2021, we had Tim Fielder working with Oscar Garza and Rolando Esquivel. And they created a comic for us in the, for, uh, during their collaboratory um, but we also launched our Latinx Critical Creative Consortium, which is, you know, bringing together different un universities, students, Latinx students from the different universities in Texas into one space once a year. And we inaugurated the last fall. We had that on campus and it was amazing. Um, we mm -hmm. followed this this last fall, you both were um, participating in that when we were at Texas A&M, they hosted. And um, yeah, I'm going to ask you two questions about that in a second. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so okay, so bottom line is, the long of the short of it is, or the short of the long of it is, um, we've been doing a lot, including the inauguration of the BIPOC POP and that was even before our pop lab, our Latinx pop lab on campus, the physical space that we now have was was done, was finished. And it did finally get 
finished uh you know the pandemic and you know supply demand issues etc um delayed a little bit but we we cut the ribbon in this last fall and it was pretty spectacular we had you know a great turnout and once the space was there it's being used i know you um you know graduate students undergraduate students there's the weekly comics um club you know for bipoc comics and both undergrad and graduate student run uh we now have as you guys have just initiated the latinx pop lab happy hour popcast and so much more that's happening but um build it and they will come i would say and we built built yep. it and they are coming right yep they are but okay so let me ask you both this quick question so in we've had now uh we had our latinx critical creative consortium which is really bringing together and opening a space for us to be creative and kind of cre critical scholarly um without kind of putting any divisions between these two and our second iteration of that happened at Texas A&M College Station tell me uh you know what was that like for the both of you ooh i think i think that was very exciting on on my part because um we didn't we didn't have to plan as much for it um so we got mm -hmm. to pass it along to somebody else so we really got to enjoy it at least mm -hmm. i did Mm -hmm. um and to be able to see how many people were just interested in in finding out what it is that we were doing was awesome and to see how many people came from different parts of Texas just to join us was also awesome and i think it went very well i'm really excited to see what happens this year um and see who picks up hosting duties um and what the theme will be mm, yeah me too Anna, what about you? <laughs> I think I think Sam's certainly right. When you're the host, sometimes like you're so stuck on your hostess duties that you don't have time to really enjoy the atmosphere and the culture um, that you get you, that you get from the um, creative consortium. And um, for me, it's very exciting, and I think long overdue because um, I've never been shy about telling people that I lived up north. And living up north hasn't always been the best experience um, because sometimes you can feel very lonely in academia. And so this is an opportunity for you not just to showcase your creativity, but really to make uh, connections and networks that kind of just rejuvenate you. You know, it's a very jovial experience of, of being able to go present and not have anybody, you know, just spew hate at you. Right. Mm -hmm. There's just so much support. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and things like that. And I, I wish I had this as, as an undergrad student, because I think I really would have, um, I think I really might have stayed up north if that was the case, instead of coming back to San Antonio. But San Antonio mm -hmm. always has, you know, they have my heart. <laughs> mm -hmm. I go to school in Austin, but my heart's in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's true. And and to take us back to the Latinx Pop Lab, um, in many ways, um, you know, having like we've it's like a, a physical space for us to do what like we did with the consortium. But now mm -hmm. we have it like, you know, hot and cold running water. 
that is to say we've we have a a space for creativity critical thinking for networking discussion discussion knowledge making and no one can take that away from us we've like made we have a home you know at ut austin right yep we are no longer the turtles with our homes on our back <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah right yeah. exactly um i wanted to mention too on that same note that my colleague jackie cuevas dr cuevas um is you know one of the first out of the gate to actually also you know to step into our home and make it their home as well with the class that they're teaching on queer latinx lit and i think you both are actually going to be taking that class yeah i'm super excited yeah. and and mm -hmm. love that she's going to be utilizing that space and i feel like it's going to give us a chance to reach more students who traditionally may not know what the latinx pop lab mm. is and just to have them in that space i feel is going to open up more channels for for them to feel welcome to come in. Yeah, absolutely. I think we do want to emphasize that the you know the Latinx Pop Lab isn't just a set of people or creatives. It is a physical space in Patton Hall, fourth floor. So the students can come drop in on us during our um, you know office hours and and open space and things like that. Um, Dr. Aldama, did you want to go over what it's like finally having a physical space and what our physical space offers? Because I think mm. um, like we're just getting the printers. Um, yeah, so we just got the 3D printer um, delivered and I know we're going to get trained on that, which is really exciting because basically we will be able to not only um, think about and generate knowledge around BIPOC media, comics, um, animation, um, gaming arts, et cetera. But also in addition to creating some of that stuff, you know, with our comics workshops, um, we'll be able to make things like, you know, in three dimensions. So I'm excited. I want to make the first thing I want to make is my Chupacabra Charlie um, figure, <laughs> you know? So yeah, I'm really excited that we'll be able to um, create and generate with, you know, 3D printer. I know that we will also have, um, you know, other stuff, you know, coming along that will help us. At the moment, we have a lot of really kind of cool, say, analog materials for making comics. And um, we have comic books and theories on comics on the shelves. The space itself is just beautiful. You know, we did it when I worked with the design um, and the architect uh, was working for UT to really make it colorful and at the same time really inviting. So yeah, the walls, everything. We've also got our BIPOC pop inaugural art up on the walls. Now we've got art created specifically for the pop lab by Chris Escobar. Um, oh my gosh, green screen, you know, ready to go. All of our kind of rolling um poster boards, um, eraser, dry erase boards, et cetera, and our rolling desks that form can form clusters. You know, I, you know, when we did our inaugural event and then our end of year event, I love seeing all the ways that the kind of different clusters happen. So you all were doing Loteria on one side and other people were doing video games on another side. 
Okay. So all I can say is, you know, completely amazing. And from my experience with institutions of higher learning prior to UT and me kind of working out the negotiating of the Latinx pop lab, uh, you know, it was like Sam just said, you know, it was turtle, you know, we had like turtles. We were always kind of forced to move from place to place with our, our homes on our backs and even at OSU, where I had, you know, a, one of the biggest kind of outreach programs for Latinx high school students to pipeline into OSU, it was a constant struggle to get space. So just having that, we don't have to think about it anymore. So we don't have to ask every year or every month or every week for a space so we can actually plan and build and grow without spending all that energy just trying to reserve and secure. I think that's that's one of the things that I appreciate is, you know, having started with the lab when we had no space and people always asking like, well, where are you located? And and having that awkward, like, we're working on it. Don't worry, we're going to have something. Mm-hmm. And now to have like a home for all of us is just mind blowing and so, so cool. I've never, never had this kind of thing at any of the institutions that I've been at. So I'm really appreciative that you fought for this space and that you've opened it for not just us, but anyone who's curious about BIPOC pop culture, or they just want to come hang out and create something. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Like you don't have to go hide in the library and it's like, oh, can I talk in this section? Like, you know, or anything like that. Um, Just come on in. It's very welcoming. We have an open door policy um, with our space. So that's something that I, I really, really like and appreciate. And you know, it's like an extraordinary space in an extraordinary building. And you know what? Um, we're not an afterthought, you know? And it's that's <laughs> that happens so often where Latinx, you know, needs, you know, um, even basic, you know, uh, needs are seen as kind of an afterthought, an ancillary project kind of pushed into a corner somewhere. Um, so yeah, we are in a beautiful building. We've got had a space built just for us, and it it does make a difference. You know, I even moved my classes, my seminar classes, all of them last fall into the Latinx Pop Lab space because it was so conducive to uh, the you know our students, including you, Anna. Um, and Sam, when, you know, Sam had the time to stop in and also join in with our collaboratory space of learning, it just, it, I think it opened, it freed uh, students up to vulnerabilities of kind of knowledge seeking and making and sharing that I just didn't see in a more formal classroom setting. That, you know, the the physical space is so beautiful. And we have, like you mentioned, Chris Escobar's artwork. We also have Hector Garza's artwork. And I know we're out on the lookout for even more artwork um, because we definitely want this to be a creative space for people to feel the creativity and, and the love that we've put into this. You know, what what can we expect from the lab this, this coming semester and this coming year? Yeah, so... You know, one of the things that I love about the the two of you is, you know, kind of running with and growing 
um, different initiatives. And so, you know, one is, of course, this the Latinx Pop Lab Happy Hour podcast, you know, where I know you both will be speaking with other guests, um, you know, in, in inviting them into the space and, you know, through the podcast and also your inclusion of undergraduates, your very active inclusion of undergraduates who are excited about Latinx pop culture, by pop culture, pop culture generally. I know that you both worked with Kyra and Galilea, two undergrads, to you know launch last semester the Latinx Pop Lab Comics Club, uh, BIPOC Comics Collaboratory. Collaboratory, and- yeah. And that was really exciting. I, I want to, I'm hoping, you know, we can get, um, grow that. I know you both will be doing kind of doing that work, the podcast work. So that'll be going ongoing. And I also am just really excited. Uh, the big event that we are working hard to put together is BIPOC Pop 2023, which will be March 9th. Uh, through which is a thursday through march 11th the saturday and that's really exciting to me the thursday is going to be dedicated to undergraduate students students scholars in general uh, working on bipoc pop cultural you know media narratives uh undergrads grads i know you both will be running a workshop for undergrads that want to present their work in that space, we have John Jennings uh, coming in to launch to say cut the ribbon for BIPOC Pop that Thursday evening. Um, and we are just waiting on the second um, person to kind of keynote or inaugurate BIPOC Pop 2023. But we also have uh, Adrian Villegas, who's going to be doing a one man show and workshop. Um, and he's especially known for his Star Wars, uh, <laughs> right? Um, yep. <laughs> and I know he's doing uh, something right now as well that's been getting a lot of attention. Um, so yeah, the black box, we're working on getting the black box set up and a workshop for him. And um, yeah, so the Latino Comedy Project with Adrian will be very much involved. And then Thursday and uh, I'm sorry, Friday and Saturday is going to be more panels, creatives, scholars kind of mixed like we did last year, as well as animation screenings. Um, and gosh, so much. I, I don't even know like, oh, Expo, we're going to have that Expo. whole setup in the Gluckman, mm-hmm. the, the second big space, or there's going to be two two additional spaces in the Gluckman that will be dedicated to the creatives, you know, and their comics, you know, out on display and ready to, you know, share with the world. I think what I most appreciate about this event is that we're able to bring students and industry folk together in a way that maybe wouldn't have happened. Um, And just thinking of the opportunities that this can open up for our students if they talk to someone who's already in their field. And, you know, I just, I love the student aspect of this. And I love that we've added the the student undergrad graduate symposium portion, just because it gives us the opportunity to create that space 
where they can present their work without having that fear of, oh my God, are they going to be mean to me? Oh my God, what if, what mm-hmm. if they don't like what I've said? Or, you know, just feeling uncomfortable that, you know, we've unfortunately felt at, at typical conferences. So mm-hmm. to create that space is, is something that I wish I'd had also when I was an undergrad. So I appreciate that aspect of BIPOC as well. Yeah, I'm excited to see. We already have the Texas Darlings and Kirsten Padilla kind of leading that um, to, you know, help, you know, with volunteering for BIPOC pop, as well as kind of lead a, lead the charge on getting the Black Box Theater. We have, um, we just have so much energy and support from the College of Liberal Arts and the kind of the larger Austin community. And we've timed it perfectly so that if creatives want to come to town, they're flying into town um, and scholars, and they want to stay a little extra time, they can take advantage of you know all that Austin has to offer, including South by Southwest that basically mm-hmm. starts Saturday through that whole following week. There's always a party in Austin. <laughs> <laughs> my my final question for today would be, what is y'all's favorite memory so far with the lab? Mm. Oh boy, Anna, do you want I wanna... think mine was the windows because yeah. um, we, we had the glass for the windows and then the glass like disappeared. And <laughs> I, just, oh, right. I was like, oh my God, where's the glass? But then it came back, they put it up, they got everything together. But I, I think that's, by far my my favorite one so far uh because there's much more uh mm. to come in the upcoming years but definitely that's I great remember, <laughs> i just remember that i was like well there's no reason to lock the door because you know there's no glass on the windows like yeah so the pop lab one of the important things for me when i was designing it was i didn't want it to feel closed in i want and i wanted it to feel really welcome and open so anybody walking by a hallway or, or, you know, getting off the elevator would feel like, oh, this is, I want to poke my head in here and see what's going on. And so having an entire wall and the the longest and largest, um, all glass was like really important for me and they did it. We've got it. And it's worked. We have had people poke in and be like, Ooh, what's in here? (laughs) What Mm -hmm. are y'all up to? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, so mine would be, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to like begin with that. Um, uh, maybe, you know, cutting that ribbon at the pop lab with the Dean and our colleagues and students, all your, all your, you know, peers and undergrads, everybody coming and kind of enjoying and learning about it and um, just the great goodwill and spirit that, you know, you could feel in the room when we cut the ribbon on the Latinx pop lab. That was maybe my, my big highlight. Yeah. I think the second would also be the workshop we did with Chris Escobar um, Mm, at the end of our our session or the Mm -hmm. semester. I was like, we need to close the semester with Chris Escobar, like every every semester, because mm-hmm. it was so great. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. I think the for me it was the uh, the end of semester party that we had, just because mm-hmm. it was so cool to see students come in and chill and and play loteria and and play video games and just you know continue that idea that 
we have a space for them to come and chill out and and to use and and where they can learn or be creative. Um, so definitely having that that crowd for the end of semester party was one of my favorite memories so far. Mm. Yeah, I also love. It's going to sound kind of funny, but I loved um, kind of going there on a quiet Sunday or like an evening during the week and framing our art and, you know, getting it ready to put up on the walls and kind of sitting with a comic book that's, you know, pulled off the shelf that I hadn't read in a while or that I wanted to read for the first time. Um and it was just, it was just magical. Yeah, there's, there's that you, that's exactly correct. There's something magical about that space. I should mention too, that I'm um, working on getting the Bros Hernandez, Jaime and Gilbert out next fall, 2023 for a big pop lab event um, that I want the College of Liberal Arts kind of to also be behind as well as the Benson. I'm hoping we can get um, an exhibit set up of their work. Um, so that is a little teaser and more to come. Well, Dr. Aldama, thank you so much for taking time to to help us launch the podcast. We're so excited um, to be working with you and we're so excited for what's to come with the pop lab. Um, Anna, do you have any final thoughts? Just that I'm I'm really excited about this. I'm like, I was so waiting for the for the podcast to get started. I've been practicing my diction and my <laughs> my speaker voice, so I'm really excited about this uh, semester and everything that we have to to offer. And again, we just want to reiterate that the Pop Lab um, is an actual space. It's on the fourth floor of Paxton Hall. Um, we do have an open door policy, so we do encourage students to come just drop by and say hello. Well, with that, thank you everyone for listening to the Latinx Pop Lab Happy Hour podcast. This has been Sam, Anna, and Dr. Aldama. We'll see you soon. So awesome. Thanks, you too.